0: final hour of canuck central dan riccio and satyar shaw i know it's a thursday and generally the mailbag happens on a friday it is mailbag fridays on canuck central each and every week yes your questions for us here on the show And we get a ton of them. It is consistently one of our most downloaded podcasts every week. And we appreciate that from you. Always subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. That way you never miss any edition of Canuck Central. But appreciate the love we get on the mailbag. And we try to answer as many questions as we can. But we are away tomorrow. So it's a mailbag Thursday.
1: On Canuck Central. A mailbag Friday on Thursday. A mailbag
0: Friday on a Thursday here on Canuck Central. Dan Riccio and Satyar Shah. All right. Let's uh, get the questions started. Producer Josh Elliott-Wolf.
2: Hello. Uh, first one from Ray
0: Hat. Mm-hmm.
2: Our guy Ray. Will the Canucks fire Trent Cole? Scratching Klimovich... Ooh. Two straight playoff games and having Wu as a winger doesn't seem like ideal development. Ooh.
1: Yeah. The Klemovich situation is so layered. Yeah.
0: Look, it's not a black and white situation as people make it out to be, but problem is you lose two games in a row and your playoffs are done. Mm. People have every right to ask questions about why you sat that young player.
1: And a uh, defenseman playing forward, Jet Wu. Yeah. Tough, a tough look. And listen, maybe I haven't watched AHL enough and Klimovich yeah. closely enough to sit here and say he had to play and this is a egregious mistake because the guy only had eight goals and 18 points in 60-odd-some games, you know, as a player, was a teenager and a rookie and all that sort of stuff. And we had Trent call tableside in Abbotsford and he mentioned to us late in the season that he's very happy with how Klimovich has come along and, you know, how the team rallies around him and, and it's a process. So he's very complimentary and he thinks he has grown. But obviously, then, if he feel like he was ready to play in this situation. Now, on Trent calling his future, that one's going to be interesting. Yeah. Because the question is, and Shane Malloy, who was on with us a couple of days ago, really broke it down. He hasn't developed anybody. Yeah. Really. They haven't
0: developed enough out of the AHL. It's been a long-running theme. Uh, I suggest you go back and listen to the Shane Malloy interview from uh, Tuesday's program here on, uh, on Canuck Central. But... It's like it's just not been good enough, and I get it. You know, they haven't had a ton to work with down in Abbotsford and Utica, respectively. But you've got to be able to develop more than just a goalie.
1: Yeah, and there's not enough success for the team either. And if you're looking at okay, well, is the team having success? Not really. Yeah. not enough. I mean, good regular They've season, had some
0: playoff. Appearances, but nothing deep. Nothing
1: real deep. And this year, you know, they, they kind of stumbled their toes a bit. They yep. stumbled a bit late in the season, stubbed their toe. Given the
0: veteran talent on that roster, they should have done better.
1: They should. I mean, they didn't end up hosting a home playoff game, so zero revenue from the postseason when you hope that you'd be able to do something like that. So you failed on yep. that regard. You lost in two games. Now, two heartbreaking ways to lose. I mean, yep. they had the lead in game one, lost it late, lost in overtime. You know, the game was tied late in game two they Bakersfield scores and they lose. I mean, we're not talking about them getting shelled or anything, but they should have won at least one of those games. Yeah. And they didn't.
0: Uh, tough look for, yeah. uh, Trent Cole.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to fire anybody. It, and the asked us to give a guess. My guess is calls not back next year.
2: Next question kind of ties in, uh, from Ray Sahoda with the comments, Jim Rutherford made about the coach and his desire to have, have Abbotsford as a good AHL team. Do you think they could hire a coach in the AHL that would be ready to make the jump to the NHL in a year if things with Bruce don't work out?
1: That makes a lot of sense.
0: Ray thinking real deep on this one. Um, It it makes a ton of sense. You know, uh, in theory, I like the idea. I just don't know enough about what Patrick Alvine really wants to do. There's no track record there, and there's just not – there's not enough info coming out from the Canucks to really have a good grasp on what that overall plan is.
1: Yeah, and it's hard to guess. Gauge. Yeah, I will say though, and I will refer to you refer to a statement Jim Rutherford himself made mm-hmm. when talking about coaches in general. And he talked about always having a list of coaches, yeah, and candidates for GM and all that sort of stuff. You always have people that you're keeping an eye on and you're evaluating and and considering. And given everything we're kind of seeing from this organization so far from management and the process, they talk about building out depth and all that sort of stuff. Wouldn't you want to build out depth coaching wise mm-hmm. and not necessarily have a guy that you are going to replace your current head coach with, but somebody who could be that guy. Maybe ultimately you end up going out of your organization to hire somebody in a couple of years anyways, but at least try and find someone that could be the guy for you down the road. So don't just hire somebody for the sake of hiring somebody to run your AHL team. Definitely hire somebody that you think you can develop or can develop into a good NHL coach. Uh,
0: one final thing. Mike Sullivan was a longtime assistant in the AHL, obviously uh, with the Vancouver Canucks. Then he went to Wilkes-Barre-Scranton as their yeah. head coach and eventually got promoted to
2: the big club. Uh, a couple more coaching ones. Matt Pisco. When the Maple Leafs lose to Tampa Bay, how soon will Kyle Dubas fire Sheldon
0: Keefe and hire Bruce Boudreaux? Oof. Is Kyle Dubas making that call?
1: I mean, I mean, so all the buzz seems to be that Keefe is going to be safe. Yeah. It depends on how the series goes. If they lose in game seven or something, cooler heads may ultimately prevail. But if they go out... Let's say they go out meekly, and all of a sudden, say lose three straight now, or I guess four, and Mm -hmm. losing five or six, that's a tough look.
0: I don't don't, look. I don't see Brendan Shanahan making a change of GM. Kyle Dubas is his guy, Uh, basically. uh, Since Kyle was um, was in the suit, you know, in the OHL, so there is not much that makes me believe they're ready to make that move. I think their changes, if they flame out, will probably be roster related.
1: Yeah. Well, and, he, and here's the other side of it, too. If Vancouver's talking about structure mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff, and perhaps, you know, analytics and the use of that and more forward thinking, progressive, new age type of coaching, well, Boudreau ain't that. And Dubas ain't hiring somebody who ain't that. Yeah. Uh, so well, the fits but, that. Like, unless the GM changes. I don't see a fit. And Boudreau would be willing to be an assistant there. They never brought him on. What yeah. does that kind of tell you? If, um, look, it, if you're a team that is
0: really talented and consistently underachieving come playoff time, is Bruce Boudreau the coach you want for that team? He is like His teams have underachieved
1: in it's his fair, playoff career. It's a fair question. I will say, though, he seems like the type of guy that could be a great fit for Toronto. Yeah, and if they do make a GM change, I could totally see that being the move—that if somebody else comes in and calls the shots. But if Dubas is in charge, I don't see him hiring Boudreaux. Fascinating. Last coaching one, Mike and Victoria. If Vancouver
2: lets Bruce go, what do you think of bringing Elaine Vigneault back? Right.
1: Um,
0: is s- Elaine—is it Vern Fiddler uh, <laughs> imitating Elaine Vigneault?
1: Yeah, I don't know. And, and, and I know people on Twitter have been asking this a lot, too. I know Amar did the other day. Taj brought it up when I put, uh, tweeted out the mailbag and everything like that. And, you know, how quickly did they hire AV and all this stuff? Sort of where does stuff? this come from? Like, it, who it,
0: wants to hire
1: El Anvino after the recent track record he's had in the NHL? It's because of the success he had here in the past. So, I don't see it. I, I don't see Vancouver hiring AV. Yeah. And I'm not sure when is going to coach in NHL again. And I'm not saying... I'm going to do a... I'm going to do what you did the other day. Yeah. Not saying, just saying. I'm going to borrow Appreciate the whole it. segment. Yes. I was inspired by you, Dan. Yes. Uh, I, I, I now almost forgot my not saying, just saying. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not saying Alain Vigneault will not coach in the National Hockey League again. I'm just saying, it's not a foregone conclusion. He will be a head coach in the National Hockey League again. Um, I mean, I know the Leonard stuff when he mentioned yeah. whatever, and that kind of got walked back a little bit. But I don't know, man. Like... Especially in the climate we're in now, where everybody's so worried about some skeletons in a closet or something popping up or whatever or something happening. This front office, I don't see it. And A.V. is very much old school in how he approaches a locker room and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just just don't see it.
0: He's making a lot of money from Philadelphia for a long time. Yes. Probably not looking for another job anytime soon either. This one from W,
2: the Islanders are likely looking to make some significant changes in the offseason. Are there any players the Canucks would like to target from New York? Say perhaps a certain BC boy named Matt Barzell.
1: Well, I mean, why wouldn't you want Matt Barzell? <laughs> of course you would want Matt of Barzell. Course. I mean, is there a world where you can acquire Matt Barzell without moving Elias Patterson or Quinn Hughes? No. I mean, I'd be all over it if it was Bo or JT or Besser even. I just don't see that. Yeah. Moving the needle enough for them.
0: If you think the Canucks cap picture is a mess, the Islanders is like something to behold, man. It is unbelievable how many long-term contracts they are tied into. Basically, every forward on that team is signed for the next two years. (laughs) It's okay, though. They got Palmieri locked up. (laughs) It's Palmieri. Um, Palmieri. There's two players that I really like on the Islanders that maybe uh, would be available in some way, shape, or form. One of them is Anthony Beauvillier.
1: Bit of an off year, but yes. Uh,
0: Like him a lot. And, you know, you can keep dreaming about Adam Pellick or Ryan Pulak and certainly about Noah Dobson, who had an incredible season. Scott Mayfield is always a guy I liked, but for a team that is already got so many cap commitments, a right shot D man with a little bit of toughness making less than a buck and a half, pretty valuable to them. Even if he's an unrestricted free agent the year after.
1: The only way I see a trade with the Islanders, and it's not going to be Barzal, yep, would be money your, for money, money for money. And there are a bunch of candidates, you know. And it depends on, you know, Elliot mentioned Oliver Ekman Larson. Even mm-hmm. though and all this sort of stuff. Would Oliver Eliarson waive to go to New York? I mean, hey, he's at Vancouver or Boston yep. last time around, so maybe he wouldn't want to go to New York anyways. But if you want to work out a OEL type of deal, money for money, there there are candidates forwards. whether you know, it is Palmieri or yep. it is a J uh, J. G. Peugeot who can play center for you as well. You know, was signed for five million for what, four four or five more years. There's a lot of money, but we're talking about contracts, whether it's even a guy like Brock Nelson, six million for four more years. Yeah. So there are big money options if you're looking to make those types of swaps. But I don't know if O.E.L. Oh, wants to go anywhere. So that becomes tough. Myers is, an, is interesting, but is he a guy considering how much they already have on the right side? I do believe that Lamorello had some interest in Myers when he was a free agent, but Myers just wanted Vancouver, wanted to stay out West. But again, like, how do you make the money work? And- They have a lot of players on the right side already. This one from DG ninety
2: two. You've been high on Che Theodore for a while. Do you think the Canucks feel the same way? And is there actually a chance he might be available?
0: Personally I'm higher on Jose Theodore. But (laughs) are you? Just my opinion. Jose Theodore? Ready for
2: a
1: comeback. (laughs) Is he?
0: It was great ah, when he wore the... Uh, I,
1: I was like, I'm surprised. Maybe he is. It's
0: great when he wore the toque on top of his mask in that Heritage Classic between the Habs and Oilers.
1: Yeah. Didn't he get suspended or banned from the Olympics because he t- he says he took um, something for his hair? I don't remember. Because he was like story. going, yeah, I think he was like banned for like he was something for doping or whatever because he used uh, something because he was, what he was balding. What kind of
0: steroid are you putting in your hair, bro? You know, apparently it was like a
1: masking agent. It was, it was used as a masking agent. I remember something vaguely about that yeah. with Jose Theodore. It's
0: like uh, our pal Chris Colabello. What? Huh? I'm shocked. How did, how did this happen?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. Meanwhile, you know, he gained like 35 pounds. Actually,
0: uh, who is it? DeAndre Hopkins?
1: DeAndre, yeah, got,
0: got bit last week. I don't know how this happened. My team is going to investigate it. That being said, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I
1: mean, no idea, but I'm very sorry. It's like, what? Uh, on Shea Theodore, I don't know as far as management in Vancouver is concerned, but yes, I do believe he's going to be available this summer.
0: That would be a fascinating poll.
1: That's a guy that I target. Now we'll see if if, if the Canucks do, but I believe he's a guy that is going to be available.
0: It's one of those things that how do you how do you go after that player when? You don't really have any assets to give up in trade. And two, your defense is pretty much capped out. Yeah. This was, like, it's the cost-benefit analysis of, like, Oliver Ekman Larson. Like, you're not wrong to say Oliver Ekman Larson had a really good year. You know? That's not incorrect to say. But, now... You see how Oliver Ekman Larson prevents you from doing other things, and you're likely never going to get any surplus value on his contract. So it's like the double whammy of it all, and he's only declining from here on out. So uh, that's the uh, trade off. Uh,
2: a couple more Canucks ones we can hit quickly before the non Canucks ones. Uh, this one from Don Howe Do you think the Canucks can lock up JT Miller on a six year contract? Similar to Kyle Connor, uh, who's at seven point one four, uh, even five hundred K more per year, and it would be
1: worth it. Ooh, I mean, so Kyle Connor got fifty million total mm-hmm. for his contract, yeah. seven-year contract, just over $7 seven million, fifty million total. Yep, that's the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Six years. So if you are doing six years, and, and I think this is good math here by Don, because you add an extra five hundred K on six years, that's three million. So you still come out about four million short of that offer. Yeah. So you're at about forty six million or so. But your ballpark. hmm That could be interesting. Seven and a half, seven point six million for like I mentioned before for JT Miller Dan. The highest number I can see, and maybe they go higher. This is you know, my guess. Seven point eight five. Seven point seven five ish, which is the yeah. Quinn Hughes number. Yeah. You're Get to fifty million. Can you do that? You go close to eight million, but less for six years.
0: I mean, over a six-year deal, that's around forty-five million ballpark. So, seven point eight five. I just don't know how it's gonna work, man. Like,
1: I love JT Miller as a player. It's just, it's forty-seven. You know, you give you give the guy forty-seven million. It's not quite fifty. Yeah, but I mean, hey, and I think Dawn is on to something as far as the number. Yeah. And like we mentioned before, too, $50 million or whatever. So if you look at six years, it's in that range. So the one thing, I'll
0: uh, peel back the curtain for some, some listeners who listen to our interview with Jim Rutherford. The one thing I regret following up on in the interview is whether or not the Canucks would be willing to go into training camp with those expiring deals, but uh, we were out of
1: time. So. Yeah, and he, I mean, on um, JT, he essentially said he it was pretty no. definitive. Yeah. I yeah. say, whether signing him or we're trading him.
0: Yeah, either uh, the number works or it doesn't. We'll
2: move on to the non-Canucks one. Oh, this just
1: just one one quick. Uh, Jeffro is asking about Rogers Arena upgrades and seat colors oh, and all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. I just texted in. I just will say, people always all like always asking, asking the seat about that. Colors. Uh, so, I mean, I've heard a lot of rumors about stuff like that. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if that happens. So we'll see for the fall. It's kind of like the skate jersey.
0: A lot, yeah. a lot of rumors fly. A lot of rumors.
1: We'll, we'll see. All, I mean, the Canucks are spending a lot of money. Practice facility. So PJ had a piece today, too, about how hard it is. And like I mentioned, it still be Vancouver somewhere. Yeah. Canucks spending a lot of money. We'll see if the arena stuff happens this off season, But it's definitely on the plate. Are you saying but not saying that real estate in
0: Vancouver is very expensive? Amazing.
2: I think you just spray paint the seeds. Save a bunch of money. Everybody gets what they want. Uh, Non-Canucks from Tawasson Canucks. I haven't paid any attention to the Marvel Universe. In what
0: order do I watch them? Dan? Oh. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Watch Ant-Man first.
1: Okay. No. No. So I've watched. Uh, I've watched them all. Um, I'm into it. I, the timeline. Even though? Ant-Man? Oh, yeah. Ant-Man's good. Paul Rudd? Dude. Paul Rudd is—it's entertaining.
0: I was kind of shocked that Paul Rudd is voted the most attractive man on the planet, but hey,
1: <laughs> the man
0: hasn't age. It's uh, yeah, you know, great. Like he's not the tallest guy, so like you know, big dub for me. And he's funny. Um, I don't—I don't know if I'm funny. Like, I don't. I, get- cons- I consider myself funny, but pe- other people have to be the judge of that. So
1: I, I don't know if Dan is jealous or if he's <laughs> like seeing hope for himself to some degree. <laughs>
0: There's always hope. <laughs>
2: there's anyway, always the, hope. the answer to the question is mm-hmm. just watch them in the order they came out, because otherwise you're gonna get confused.
1: Because there, there's c- like a lot of them, though. But, but you're right. Because yeah. I mean, because there's a difference between um, <laughs> timeline of movie releases and chronological timeline based yeah. on the movies. Because like it'll hop around okay. a little bit. You
2: could watch like Captain America was set in like the the 40s or 50s or whatever. Right. And then yes. Captain Marvel set in the 90s you would theoretically have to watch those first
0: if Wait, you're watching them Captain Marvel. Captain America and Captain Marvel are different They're different. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
2: We got to figure out a way to like make you watch it. <laughs> In like a way that you can't get out of it.
1: It's actually I, I bet you if, if you force him to watch one he like yeah. get into it. I watched uh Black
0: Widow with Scarlett Johansson. That wasn't What fun? Does that, what does that say about me? <laughs> I'm a big fan of Scarjo. Let's go.
2: Uh discount Dracula Sprite or Seven Up?
1: Sprite. Ooh. Big Sprite guy. I would probably lean Sprite, too. Yeah. I'd go 7-Up. I haven't had Sprite in forever, though. 7-Up?
2: I don't know why. I just prefer it. I've I do never don't have them often.
0: Yeah. Remember the old Pepsi challenge? Yeah. Pepsi's better. Yeah. I always used to do it and win because Coke was better. But Well, yeah. I mean. The, the tastes are distinctly different. Yeah. When people say they taste it the same, I'm like, what's wrong with you?
1: I mean, you have taste bud issues.
0: Sprite and Seven Up, I don't, I, I don't drink enough of to to be able to tell the difference. No, and I haven't drank either recently. So,
2: and I think the the whole like Pepsi challenge thing was the science behind it is Pepsi tastes better if you have a small amount, but if you are having like a can, Coke tastes better. Mm. So yeah, the Coke just you. tastes
0: better. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, Pepsi.
1: Uh, Ella, what is your favorite fast food? Big Mac. Oof. Fast food as an actual individual item, or like plus? I don't know, Big Mac meal. Big like
0: Mac. I could take a Big Mac meal, meal any day of the week. Big Big Mac fan, hey. Yep. Mm. I, I was, did not take advantage of the three dollar Big Macs on yeah. uh, Canucks game days.
1: You didn't, hey? Because Well big, We're all big busy because we're always regret. busy on Canucks game days. Yeah. <laughs> Too busy to eat half the time. Yep. Um, I I would say a breakfast sandwich, like a bacon egg McMuffin, mm. or like a breakfast. Yeah, a breakfast sandwich is my favorite fast food item. I would say. I would go uh,
2: JBC's from Wendy's.
1: Ooh. And
2: they're pretty cost-effective. Wendy's overall is just my favorite Wendy's
0: is,
1: like, underrated. Yeah. Wendy's is fine. Yeah, Yeah. it's good. I mean, the the burgers are good. They do a good burger. Yeah. A&W has good burgers. Um... I, I think I've
0: told you guys this before. Popeye's chicken sandwich, big fan. Nah. Woo. Yes. yeah, It's very
2: good. Yeah. Very good? Oh, First time I had, had very one, good. my girlfriend and I each had one. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> she got sick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you thought it was great. I, I've gone back. It
2: was great. She Stop. has not gone back. So what is it? So Josh
0: is sneaking out to Popeye's for yeah. a chicken sandwich. I mean, I, I mean, it's okay. Just step it out for a second, honey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I like fried chicken. Yeah. But I don't it's like, chicken. I, it's chicken, but I don't like fast food fried chicken. Okay. But it, what what is it? Have you Jolly? tried
0: the, the fried chicken sandwich at
1: Popeye's? Oh, yeah. I've, okay. I've, I've had all, all kinds of fried. I mean, listen, I've tried all the fast foods. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I am not above hitting up a fast food joint. But I'm just saying. I yeah. would say, though, what do you guys try to, jo- what is it called? Jollibee? Jollibee? Jollibee is what it's called. I have that, not that tried That the Jolly one bee. that had, like, the huge lineup. Yeah. There's
2: one going in a block away from my house. It's not there yet, but...
1: So I'm, I I'm see people walking around like, huge bags of it all the time.
0: All I heard is that they have something on the menu with spaghetti and ketchup. And I'm like, Huh. all right. You're out. <laughs> this place ain't for me. That's <laughs> what I know. lost customer
2: today. <laughs> uh, Mike in the Valley, who's going to be the Seahawks' starting quarterback next year and over-under on Hawks wins?
0: I was pretty firm on it not being Drew Locke, but uh, – that prediction is looking less and less likely every day. The
2: Seahawks day. had other ideas. Mm.
0: Hey, just hand the ball off to Kenneth Walker, all right? And then try to take deep shots at DK and Tyler Lockett. Let's see how it works. Just,
1: just get Baker already.
0: I don't know what the Vegas line is on, on the Seahawks. Um, I'd say, what, six and a half? Probably. Might be enough. An Five item. and a half, six and a half. I don't know if they get to 500 this year.
2: I hope. <laughs> uh, last one from. Angry Canucks Twitter. Did you watch Real Madrid versus Man City?
0: Talk (laughs) a
1: little footy. Oh, let's go. That was tremendous. Man, did that feel good. I'm a Real fan. It was just great.
0: Honestly, like nothing makes me happier than watching Manchester City lose. (laughs) Even though I really don't. I I, I don't tend to care too much about English football, but just. Something about pep. Something about Pep, the whole way that they came around and like, you know, like, hey, we've just got a bunch of money. We're just going to throw it at the wall and outspend everybody and win a bunch of titles. You know, like, nah, get out of here with that. Um, They, they took a... <laughs> but it's so funny that they consistently have the most talented team and continuously lose in the Champions League. So I'm, I'm very happy that this storyline is continuing in world football. Also, Karim Benzema... I know he didn't score any of the goals. He did assist the the first one to get them back in it. Mm-hmm. That guy is having
1: such an unbelievable season. He does not get enough credit for being great in his mid thirties.
0: He's like the best number nine on the planet right now. And it's not even close.
1: I mean, maybe the two best number nines are the two guys in their thirties. Even Lewandowski's taking a bit of a step back. Hasn't this been year. quite as good this not year. Not quite, yeah. but I mean you can make the case to those two guys are the two best strikers in the world. I mean, Erling Holland's Tremendous, but... Not as good as Benzema this year. um, Benzema's insane. I mean, it was Benzema that knocked Chelsea out. Yep. If it wasn't for Benzema, Chelsea... I mean, Chelsea was a better team in both those matches. As far as playing the game out, I mean, it was just Benzema that went ham.
0: Benzema, if he doesn't win the Ballon d'Or this year, uh, that's the golden ball, Josh.
2: No, I've heard of it. Messi and Ronaldo usually win? Yes,
0: usually. Uh, And even though they shouldn't every year, Lewandowski was robbed basically the last two seasons. But uh, Karim Benzema should absolutely win the Ballon d'Or for this coming year, with the way that he's played. And uh, all right, shouts to Real Madrid. Also, uh, Carlo Ancelotti is saying a lot of stuff about wanting to coach Canada in the future. See, look, Carletto, no thanks. Why? Okay, just come back why? to Vancouver, whoa, 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 whoa. do your summers.
1: Hey, 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 be hey. Done hey. With it. Sorry, why?
0: What? Why? He. Is maybe my least favorite manager. Of why all do you time. dislike Carlo Ancelotti? Because I mean, he was Chelsea the legend. worst Juventus manager. Oh, sh- whatever. In... That's all Juve's fault. I mean, he took what... over from Marcello Lippi and totally sewered the team. It's why he deserved to get sewered. I agree. <laughs> the reason Juventus <laughs> sold Thierry Henry to Arsenal is because Carle- Carlo Ancelotti thought he was like a left midfielder. Like, what are you? what are you doing, Carletto? They brought in this guy, all kinds of talent, and then they sold him for, like, nothing. Nothing! And yeah. he goes on to be one of the best uh, players in, in the history of English football. You don't think he learned from that? I don't know. I don't care. You yeah, have
1: you see the success the man's had. He's won everything there is to win.
0: Yeah, without Juventus. Yeah, you don't need <laughs> Juve to win. The problem, I think that's a Juve problem. He had Zidane, and they couldn't win. Unbelievable! He was older about that. At no, point. he was uh, right in his prime. He it was, was before fine. the Real Madrid days. Yeah. Oh man. Sorry, though. Stay away from my Canadian. Listen, Herdman's doing a That's great all job.
1: Herman's doing a great job right now, but I'd love to see Carlo take over one day.
0: Ah. Uh, uh, this text Benzema did score. Yes, he scored the winner uh, from the penalty spot, of course. Um. It is Dan Rijo Satyar Shaw. Coming up, uh, we'll listen back on David Pinota from earlier in the show on Canucks Central.